The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hour number three of BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, kicking off right here, right now. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Aaron Schatz of FTN, here to talk about Week 18, awards markets, all sorts of fun stuff. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. And I know there's been a lot of chatter about Comeback Player of the Year, and we'll get to that specifically in just a minute. But first, as far as all of the other awards and award markets, uh, where maybe things are still up in the air, even slightly so, which ones uh, are the most interesting to you? Which ones are the most fascinating when it comes to the outcome being uncertain? I mean, I think that um, I think that offensive rookie of the year is very uncertain because do you go with C.J. Stroud or do you go with Puka Nakua? Do you feel like Puka Nakua has been a better player at his position than Stroud has been at his position, or is the importance of quarterback more important? And the other is coach of the year where I feel like uh, Kevin Stefanski is a little too overrated by the markets. There are so many good candidates for that award. D'Amico Ryans and Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell and Dan Campbell. There's just so many good candidates that I feel like Stefanski being such a favorite is, is a little off. I'm with you, Coach of the Year. I don't understand the number on uh, Stefanski. Uh, it, it seems like it's more wide open. Um, I know Comeback Player of the Year is a little bit tricky, but you have an interesting take when it comes to maybe how voters could approach that. Yeah, I mean, this is I'll tell you how I'm approaching it, and I, I'm one of the voters, which is DeMar Hamlin either has to win the award or you shouldn't have him on your ballot at all. It makes no sense to put DeMar Hamlin second or third because either you're giving this award to the best comeback or you're trying to give it to the best player who came back from something, right? Or you can try to like balance the two with Joe Flacco. But if you're giving it to the best comeback, there's no question. The best comeback is Hamlin, but he barely played. Like the fact that he got on the field at all is amazing. 
But if you're looking to judge how good players were as players, the guy barely played this year. So he, he came back, but he kind of came back to what? So it's a tough decision. Do you, do you make him number one because the comeback is so impressive? Or do you leave him off your ballot? What shocks me about this award is nobody's talking about Lamar Jackson, right, who's the MVP favorite who came back from an injury at the end of last year, or Brock Purdy who came back from a UCL tear. Hmm. The- no, th- these are really good points. And, and for sure, it's something where I wonder, because we use titles for these awards that are oh so ambiguous, like even something like most valuable player, you go, okay, well, typically this goes to a quarterback and that makes a whole lot of sense in terms of the importance of the position. But sometimes, uh, you know, one team is super duper successful because of one random left tackle or right guard or whatever it is, and you're not going to give the award to them. And then most valuable versus best and all of that stuff. I do wonder if we're going to get to a point, whether it's comeback player of the year or something else, where maybe there's a little bit more definition and maybe we need to wait on that definition or if this is just going to be ambiguous for a long time to come. I mean, to me, most valuable player has to be a quarterback. That's the way the game works. If you want to give an award to the best player at his position, then you should have given it to Justin Tucker for a couple of years and Aaron Donald for a couple of more. So... (laughs) Like, either we're giving this to the most valuable player or you should start considering players at positions where nobody ever considers players for MVP. So, you know, I mean, it's most valuable. (laughs) I love that. Good point there on Justin Tucker. Uh, What are some of your favorite bets for this week? I know we've talked about incentives and, you know, some teams looking for seating, stuff like that. Uh, Where are you looking? What angles do you like? I like the Detroit Lions minus three and a half. I think Dan Campbell clearly gets his guys ready to play. He doesn't care it's the last week of the season. He doesn't care that there's not that much difference between the second seed and the third seed. He wants to win. Uh, Detroit is eighth in my weighted DVOA ratings. Minnesota is 23rd. And uh, they're a mess at quarterback. So I like Detroit minus three and a half. Another one I like is Baltimore plus either three and a half or four, depending on which book you're looking at. Um, four years ago, the Ravens came into the last week of the season, sat their starters. The Steelers had to win to make the playoffs, and the Ravens beat them 28 to 10. Like this happens where teams that are sitting there, you can only sit so many starters, right? Like you can only make seven guys inactive and have a couple of guys who don't play. And everybody else has to play. And Tyler Huntley is a reasonable backup. So the game is in Baltimore. I don't think it would be shocking to see Baltimore either win this game or keep it close. When it comes to analyzing, say, those particular games where a team could improve their playoff seating or get into the playoffs altogether versus a team that's already eliminated from contention, certainly teams in the past who have nothing to play for, they will get those upsets every now and again. But I wonder if you're analyzing motivation, if at all, if there is an additional angle to think about, like for instance, like Bears Packers, for instance, like there are plenty of individual reasons why the Bears may want to win this game, even though they're they're out of it. Uh, but if say you're looking at motivation, you need to analyze it a bit more closely, or is there some sort of angle to think about that maybe the market does not bring into account when looking at a particular game? 
No, I mean, there's a lot of psychology involved, you know, where someone who's a stats analyst like me has to sort of throw up his hands and go, what do I know about the psychology of these players and who's going to try? What I know in general is football players try, right? Mm -hmm. They don't like to lose. Coaches don't like to lose. That's why tanking in the NFL is there's really no such thing as tanking, like a team that tries to tank. Look at Arizona this year. Everyone thought they were tanking. They were tanking. They tried hard. They tried to win games. Like they were not tanking on purpose. Like it is hard to make players not try. And the difference between starters and backups in the NFL is not necessarily as big as you think it is. So, um, you know, I mean, obviously when you have a game like 49ers Rams, where both teams are starting, starting, uh, are sitting their starters. And then it's like, I, I have no idea what's going on there. That's a big red stay away sign. But um, you know, I think that the Chiefs and the Ravens and uh, maybe even the Browns are, are a little bit underrated this week. What about the Patriots with the narrative that Bill Belichick could be leaving New England? Uh, what do you think about that spread against the Jets this week? I mean, I, I, I think that the Jets, you know, you can definitely see a situation where the Patriots lose given the way um, – you know, that they've played on offense. But again, you know, Belichick uh, criticism. MGM tonight. Join us for live sweat. Oh! Yes! Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. time Baltimore is the third strongest team and San Francisco is the sixth strongest team like it's crazy how good these teams have been Baltimore has just whacked the good teams on its schedule and San Francisco has walloped the good teams on its schedule except for Baltimore so um, I think those two teams are pretty prohibitive favorites if you ask me who's going to make it other than those two teams, if somebody upsets them, yes, the most likely teams to upset them are the Bills and the Cowboys, respectively, in each conference. And yeah, the Bills are more dangerous than their win-loss record, that's for sure. But I, mean, I just have the Ravens and 49ers as so strong right now. 
I agree. And I, you know, if we do see that rematch, we just saw it a couple weeks ago. Of course, the Ravens beat the Niners 33-19. I know Trent Williams had to leave that game and was banged up, and that could have been, you know, a big part of it. But how would you see it playing out if they met for the second time in the Super Bowl? I mean, I have the Ravens as a slightly better team, but most people who do advanced metrics still have the 49ers as the slightly better team. And my guess is that in a Super Bowl rematch, the 49ers would actually be favored despite losing the first game. And I would recommend going with the Ravens, but the two teams are pretty close. They're closer together than that game showed. There were a lot of weird bounces of the ball, turnovers. Mm -hmm. Purdy's not going to turn the ball over again four times or whatever it was. If these two teams play a rematch, they're closer than that. And so... It would be a great, it would be a historic game between two teams having historically great seasons. That being said, there's more than a 50-50 chance that we don't get there, right? Like even my numbers, which have these teams stronger than anyone else has them, says it's more likely that we don't get this rematch than that we do. That somebody knocks off one of these teams on the way to the Super Bowl. Is there a team uh, in terms of your historic rankings that was similarly ranked that did not make the Super Bowl and maybe oh, they resemble the Ravens or 49ers? We'll start with the 2019 Ravens, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds good to I me. Mean, the 2019 <laughs> Ravens were super high and they lost to Tennessee in the divisional round. Uh, the 2010 Patriots were similar in that they destroyed everybody on their schedule and were super hot at the end of the year and then lost to the Jets. Another one that's similar to that is the 1987 49ers. If you take out the strike breaker games, they were still the number one team that year and they're historically strong. And then they lost to uh, Minnesota in the Anthony Carter game in the divisional round of 87. So uh, there have been teams that, and then of course there's the 2007 Patriots who made it to the Super Bowl and then lost the Super Bowl. So there have been plenty of historically great teams that didn't make it to the Super Bowl. There is a lot of random chance going on in the playoffs. Any other team that you think could be dangerous, NFC, AFC, come playoff time? I know a lot of people have been talking about the Rams with Sean McVay. Um, Any other team that you think we should be aware of? My numbers have the Rams lower than I think conventional wisdom. Their offense has been very, very strong. There's no question about it, but their defense is mediocre and their special teams are so bad. Most people who do advanced metrics don't consider special teams at all. And I think that that is a mistake. Obviously, special teams are less important and less predictable than offense or defense, but they do matter and the Rams are terrible. In that area, it cost them a game against the Ravens, and it nearly cost them a game against the Giants. So I think the Rams are not necessarily as dangerous as people think. Uh, I do think the Cleveland Browns are as dangerous as people think. Flacco and the offense is not really any better than average, but that defense is fantastic. And we do know from history that Flacco can go on a little bit of a run. So uh, there is some uh, danger with the Cleveland Browns. Well, I want to piggyback off of that idea because more often than not, the best offense or say like a top two, top three offense is the one that ultimately wins this whole thing. But Every now and again, we might see a defense a la like the Denver Broncos Super Bowl 50, for instance. What Peyton Manning, it was that defense that went nuts. 
I do wonder if maybe we're due, just given the natural life cycle of the NFL, that maybe a defense can be that unit that makes a push. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, San Francisco and Baltimore are so strong this year. They're like my number two and three defenses, right? Uh, I think the 49ers are number four. I think the Jets might be three. So, I mean, those, you know, those teams are amazingly strong on both sides of the ball. So obviously those are your favorites because they're so strong on both sides of the ball. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a possibility of Cleveland uh, doing it, but it's more likely offense. The idea that defense wins in the playoffs is wrong. Offense is still the most predictive thing. So, um, you know, the Rams have that going for them and the Buffalo Bills have that going for them and the Dallas Cowboys have that going for them and everything. But what the Ravens and 49ers have going for them is being fantastic on both sides of the ball plus special teams for the Ravens. The 49ers special teams are not really impressive. Very good job sneaking in one more Justin Tucker accolade. You just can't do it enough with them. Aaron shots of FDN. That's the shocking thing. Ravens special teams are number two and Tucker hasn't been that good. (laughs) You're right. You're right. It has been surprising. It's still like, it's a legacy play more than anything else. Aaron shots of FTN. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM coming up next. The two minute drill right here on the BetQL network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL network. Time to go no huddle with a BetQL Daily two-minute drill. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. It is two-minute drill time, and this is when I abdicate my hosting duties (laughs) to one Paul Aspen, who will now lead the way here on this glorious Friday of Week 18. We made it. We are finally there at week 18, and there are one, two, three, four, five games that are very non-intriguing because uh, I can't think of a better word. So we'll breeze through those to start with the two-minute drill, and we'll start with the Seahawks, who actually could still sneak. I mean, what a sad end, this team. Oh, started betting on them in March <laughs> last year. But anyway, maybe we can finally just end this whole story mercifully, but they are now three two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Cardinals. They need a win, and the Packers, who will be playing the Bears at the, first, at the same time, need to lose anything on Seahawks-Cardinals. Side total prop. We'll start with that. This is a tough one. Okay. okay. No, go ahead. No, we'll start with there. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a tough one. I could see this being a one-point game. The, C- the Seahawks lost last week. They've got a lot to prove. They have some slim playoff hopes. While the Cardinals have been competitive and maybe Kyler Murray will have something to prove. Like, hey, see, I am your quarterback of the future. Just get me Marvin Harrison Jr. and we're going to be good to go next year. So I'm just going to pass with this. I'm going to back Seattle here more because I think Arizona, they probably do want to move on from Kyler Murray uh, or say like trade a ton of pro trade for a ton of prospects and picks and all of that good stuff. Because if you are picking that highly in the draft, you got to do something, get a quarterback, hit the reset button, 
or trade down and basically turn this defense into something a little bit more respectful because it's awful all year long. But I actually do believe that Seattle can cover this number. And even though I'm not taking a side in Bears-Packers, I do think there is a way where Chicago wins this thing outright. And if that's the case, I'm seeing Seattle at plus 320 to make the playoffs. I don't hate that bet. I might go after that one. Uh, also, DK Metcalf, over 24 and a half receiving yards is the longest gain. Uh, talked about that with John Daigle. That's also a prop I'm going to back. I'll play the Seahawks money line. One more time, minus 142. Uh, they should win this game again, but the other game they need going on at the same time. Uh, they should be able to hand it off to Kenneth Walker like 50 times because this Arizona defense stinks and just let him take it from there. I don't know that they will. Although the Seahawks run defense also equally terrible, so James Conner over 70 and a half could be a look. Touchdown, long shot. Colby Parkinson. They've been throwing it to him in the red zone. They, <laughs> You get a juicy number on him every week. It's hit like once, maybe twice, but they look for him down there. So Arizona also has given up seven touchdowns of tight ends. Got great flow, too. Colby is an underrated cheese, by the way. Mm, here you I'll go. I agree with that. Yes. I agree with that. Off-season okay. cheese rankings. Yeah. Oh, we'll need something. <laughs> I love uh, cheese. Three. Oh, well, let's just do there. cheese rankings for the two-minute drill. A little melted <laughs> throw it in the oven for a couple or the toaster oven I'm, for a couple Hawk seconds. is for sure just in her living room Friday nights putting together one hell of a charcuterie board just for nobody yeah. but Dude, herself. I can, I can crush About a whole wine. thing of brie with some wine. Yeah, like my au pair used to be like, dude, you're just eating cheese? I don't think she said dude, but yeah. Oh, so your au pairs famously should have been worrying about themselves. Yes, well, yeah, I, I have wanted another one lately, and then I had to remind myself, do we want to repeat this insanity again? I don't think so. How many months has it been? Six. Six off wow. months of zero help. Yeah. It's been that long? That's nuts. Six months of being wow. alone with my kid. God, this is the worst. Stop the insanity. What is worse? A crazy old pair who's like a child or doing it by myself. I don't know, because they both kind of suck. That's where I'm at. Oh, boy. <laughs> I also, one in, I just love, because this is so not Aaron, but it's like, ah, oh, yes, my charcuterie board with my au pair and my bottle of wine Friday night. It sounds oh, so, yeah. so classy, so highbrow. <laughs> Yeah, right. By the uh, way, right, pairs are not expensive, but that's another subject for another day. I think daycare is more expensive than mind for the pair, future. But you do Dude, get what you pay for. <laughs> I have heard about some daycare prices from people. Holy smokes. Insanity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Also, I could have a anyway. G-Wagon for what I spend in right? daycare. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, for you to consider in the future, my rates are very reasonable, by the way. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, you know man. what? I feel like Jake would be good at that. I, I think, do I think too. Jake could be good at that. I, 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 Jake I'm excited Brooklyn. for Jake to apply a tattoo on the child. That I think will happen. It's uh, fine. Uh, I would I'm test on myself pretty... first. Right. Yeah. Do the do some can of the you, uh, etch removable the ones. Logo. Temporary. Yeah. 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 Packers tats. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on to Rams and 49ers. Uh, another game where we're getting. Carson Wentz against Sam Darnold. Can't wait for this one. Rams plus four, total of 41. Any angle you're looking for in this one, I was trying to find one, and I think I might just quit. 
I think I'm just going to land on Rams first half plus three at BetMGM. Uh, Puka needs, you know, to break the record. Kobe Turner. So hopefully they'll try to make those two things happen and get out of there. So I'll do the first half plus three. It It is spelled differently, but someone named Kobe having success in Los Angeles. Of course, that's going to be the case, right? That's why he's getting all of this pub because we're always hearkening back to one of the greats of all time. No doubt about it. You know, what's fascinating to me. And first off, love the play first half. I think full game is also all right. First half is great. If you're going strictly off of which backup quarterback is better, it's Carson Wentz. And I'm not sure it's close. Uh, since 2018, Wentz is the better EPA per dropback, higher success rate, lower pressure rate, slightly lower sack rate, scrambles just a little bit more, athleticism doesn't matter, but Carson Wentz is better than Sam Darnold. To me, this number doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And we have seen Sam Darnold in this 49ers offense, and he had three sacks and a success rate of 42%. I have no faith in him whatsoever. Give me the Rams. Ah, it's Rams are nothing for me. I don't know that I agree with you about Wentz being better than Darnold and it not being close. I've seen those left-handed interception throws from Carson Wentz. If you get the worst of Wentz, it's really bad. Um, that's actually the the rest of the starters possibly playing for the Niners for some of the early part of the game. That's kind of keeping me off the Rams for the first half. But so that was my original angle. But we'll see. Um, woof, gross. Uh, all right, next game, Chiefs plus three and a half at the Chargers, total of 38. Yeah, it's Blaine Gabbert, but it's still Chiefs getting three and a half against the Chargers, right. Aaron. Blaine Gabbert's one of my favorite backups. We've seen him come in, and he you're just like, wow, this guy's good. Didn't even skip a beat here. Um, obviously, you don't want him over Mahomes, but I just think – we just heard from Aaron Schatz, like, he believes backups, there isn't that big of a difference between backups and starters. And I think in this matchup, the Chiefs' backups versus the Chargers, who are in rebuild mode, I like the Chiefs on the spread here, plus three and a half. Yeah, no play uh, here on the side or total, but I know we've talked about this in terms of individual contract incentives, and it's really hard not to back Chris Jones in this spot. Just needs half a sack for more than a million dollars. So I wonder if, say, the pass rush is something that's going to affect Easton Sig. They're just going to keep throwing five, six pass rushers at him time and time again. So maybe stick under or him to throw an interception uh, <laughs> might also be a good play. So I think there's some good props to correlate with Chris Jones potentially going off. And I think I'll buy into the Austin Eckler incentives. Needs 110 scrimmage yards to earn 100K. So I haven't seen any prop numbers posted, but like a 110 plus, uh, 100 plus could definitely be something to look at there. Uh, Broncos Raiders. Uh, I think I've seen some threes pop on the board, but Aaron, I know, I know you yeah. are in the Antonio Pierce fan club. I mean, I'm the leader of it. I love that guy. Love what the defense has been doing. Uh, running the ball has been phenomenal. And I just think he deserves a lot of credit. So I expect the Raiders to end the season on a positive note. So Raiders minus two and a half. 
You know, what's amazing to me is that Max Crosby was certainly the focal point for this Raiders defense to start the season, but now everyone else is taking a step back, a step up rather. Uh, the defense has been super duper impressive, not just from what they did uh, in that Kansas City game, but I think this whole stretch since Pierce has been uh, the interim head coach. So certainly kudos uh, as far as that's concerned. You know, when you're dealing with backup quarterbacks, native Colin, rookies and all that stuff, like I'd be very concerned uh, to back the Raiders in the spot, especially with divisional familiarity. The total is 35. I might like the under here. Why do we believe that Jared Stidham is going to be the answer? The Broncos will be searching for their next quarterback this offseason, and it will take them a long time because they don't have a whole lot of wiggle room because of the whole Russell Wilson contract. So in that respect, I probably don't have a play on the side, but I think the under is particularly intriguing just because the Raiders want to make that stamp of a solid defensive, you know, solid rushing attack. They want to have those stamps out there, and I think they can certainly do that against Denver. Worth mentioning, Denver has the most touchdowns, two two tight ends this season. Austin Hooper, Mm. plus 475, could be a look. And then if Josh Jacobs, who has not been practicing, is out, maybe Zamir Whiteovers against this bad Broncos run D. Uh, Raiders have definitely been leaning on him. Also, uh, the chat weighing in on our cheese discussion, Moro914, Colby Cheese is good. Some guy named Gurch19, Pepper Jack, number one seed, which A-Will agrees Pepper Jack is elite. Uh, all right. I poo-pooed Falcons Saints. That is one game I don't want to see a snap of. This is another one. Cincy minus seven against the Browns. Uh, I mentioned the idea of maybe teasing down Cincy to win. Not the most plus EV play in the world, but got some pushback on that. So where are you guys looking, if anywhere, in this game, Aaron? Personally, this is a pass. I really want nothing to do with this game. Battle of Ohio, <laughs> I could care less. Battle of backups, pass, pass, pass. Sorry, I got nothing. Selling a little or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is not a game that I particularly am looking forward to either in large part because Cleveland has everything sewed up. They're going to be the five seed in the AFC. And yes, this defense is mighty scary, but it also can succumb to, say, like a great Jake Browning game or something like that. So it it is kind of a weird spot. So much uncertainty here. It it is weird that, yes, you have all these backup quarterbacks and motivation, all that stuff. But this game in particular feels even more of an unknown than, say, all of the others. And so, Aaron, I'm with you. This is not a game that I really want to play much at all. The only angle I'll mention, maybe Tanner Hudson. Like, we'll see what his prop numbers are. He had seven targets last week. Kind of becoming more involved in the passing game with uh, Brownie than there. All right, underdog money line. Favorite underdog money line. Who we got, Aaron? Ravens. It's my favorite play. I love the Ravens in this spot. The number has moved uh, at BetMGM. Ravens are now plus three from plus three and a half. And so clearly there are sharp bettors listening to this program who are backing the Ravens here. And now the line has moved by a little bit. So that definitely is intriguing. I think also, too, uh, I mentioned Titans as my alt spread of the week. They're at plus three and a half right now. It's one where I want to wait and hopefully this line is such to where Trevor Lawrence is announced as the starter and he's healthy enough to play. And maybe this gets to like four, four and a half, maybe even five. And that's when I want to pounce on Tennessee. I want to maximize my value there. So that's my favorite underdog money line play here. I would like to see the Carolina Panthers go out as winners against Tampa Bay. Not expecting it, so I won't dole it out. But I am intrigued by this one, if nothing else. It's a tie for me. Between the Bears, shout out Jake, and the Giants against the Eagles. So I'll be playing both of those. All right, run up against it. Favorite, so Sunday leaders are not posted yet with all this uncertainty of who exactly is playing, but a favorite alt line in the passing department, rushing department, receiving department, anything, uh, Aaron. Um, let's start with passing. You got to look at Dak against the commanders, right? I mean, they still are trying to position themselves in terms of seeding. Cause the other one I'd look at is Gino, but uh, I like Dak. Oh, Dak. <laughs> in terms of receiving CD lamb makes a whole lot of sense because I suspect that he will still be out there even after Dak gets pulled just because you don't want to, you know, have him succumb to injury, things like that. And they could, you know, have a phenomenal first half. 
So C.D. Lamb props certainly make a whole lot of sense. As far as passing goes, is it possible that if you like the Bears to win outright against the Packers, is this a game where Justin Fields goes nuts? We finally see that monster passing performance that I know Bears fans have been clamoring for. And this is a Packers defense that is absolutely putrid. I can't straight like there is no word to express just how putrid this Packers defense can be in terms of its ceiling of putridness. So this could be a Fields coming out party, so to speak, where he gets mm-hmm. that next great deal somewhere else. So I think he's worth a look. And correlated, DJ Moore, 100 plus a plus 260. And then in the passing department, Tyrod in a comeback possible scenario against the Eagles, 225 plus at plus 155. Good stuff. Love this it. is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for the weekend, right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by Ben MGM, Eddie Gross, Aaron Hawksworth, Paul Aspen, Jake Assad, all here with you on this glorious Friday of Week 18 of the NFL season. It's January 5th. Uh, how's everyone's dry January doing? Uh, I had red wine last night. It was delicious. I have made it <laughs> through the week. <laughs> So that is, you know, it's not an L yet, at least. Right. One week of several. And I, and I know Jake has been uh, very, very religious about making sure that this remains a dry January. Yep. Until very tonight. Nice Sopping wet January starts tonight. Oh, that's cool. Sopping yeah. wet. I love it. You got five days in. That's a very important. I like it. Uh, okay. He was not uh, trying, to be time. fair. But, right. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Okay, lightning bets. Uh, Titans, uh, minus one and a half here. Uh, Again, this is probably something where you want to wait. It should bounce back the other direction, but it is my alt spread of the week. So got to go ahead and uh, give it out there right now. Titans minus one and a half is at plus 182 in one spot. Jaguars defense could be burned by DeAndre Hopkins, who also has contract incentives he's going after. And I do believe Ryan Tannehill still has something left in the tank. Maybe he is going to be a backup somewhere, but I still think there is something there where I'm, uh, what? What's wrong with Tannehill? He played well in the last game. That is yuck. No. All right, we'll see. The, the gag reflex uh, rivals <laughs> that of any pro cowboys propaganda that I deliver on these uh, on these airwaves. So yes, there's that. Um, cowboys commanders. I know we've talked a lot about CD Lamb and alt receiving and all of that. And can he still win Offensive Player of the Year? Uh, definitely, those are things to look at. But I think something that is even safer would be Jake Ferguson longest gain over 16 and a half yards. If they do collapse on Lamb and triple team him just about every which way, 
this offense has run largely successfully because of Jake Ferguson, especially in the early part of this season. So I expect them to have at least uh, a couple of large chunk plays that will go beyond 17 yards. Speaking of, DK Metcalf over 24 and a half receiving yards is the longest gain. What is it about Arizona's defense that makes you believe that they cannot contain DK Metcalf? What is it about this group that allows points and touchdowns time and time and time again against the worst of offenses that somehow they can figure out how to stop DK Metcalf, one of the better receivers in the NFL? So he'll get his, uh, and he should get it early and often. Uh, Seahawks to make the playoffs at plus 320. It's not something where I think the Packers uh, will lose outright, and that's not a bet that I'm going to make in a vacuum, but it is something where I think three is probably a little too much. The probability is probably a little bit better than what plus 320 is offering up. So I think the Seahawks can get that last seed in the NFC wild card. And Dalton Kincaid over three and a half receptions. Again, the Bills are running a conservative offense. Do not forget this. Do not think that Josh Allen is just going to hang 50 every single contest. This is 12 personnel. It's going to be Kincaid getting a lot of looks. And it's not going to be for many yards. But I think he'll get it uh, in terms of receptions, Aaron. Love it. So since it's the last week of the regular season, I'm not just sticking to five bets here, people, and I can't decide. So I'm going to give them all to you. We're going to start with the Josh Allen. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) I was actually sad last night. I like Thursday night football and I'm sad. It's already gone away. All right. Josh Allen interception. When does he not throw an interception? That is the question. And the number is not juice. So give me a Josh Allen interception. DJ Moore, 66 and a half over. Love that. Uh, Packers defense, hashtag bad. Saquon, over 13 and a half yards, longest rush. You can run all over this Eagles team, and that is why I'm also betting Saquon over 59 and a half rushing yards. I love everything CD Lamb. CD Lamb receiving over 93 and a half. All over 100 plus, 110 plus, and 120 plus. We are all in on CD Lamb. And I'm all in on the Cowboys. Cowboys team total over 30 and a half. What did I say they beat them? Like 45 to 10 last time? It was bad. Uh, Ravens plus three and a half. I mean, I already bet that. My favorite spread of the week. And then Rams first half plus three and a half. Uh, I just think that they're going to want Puka and Kobe Turner to break those records. And then who knows what will happen in the second half. I don't care because I'm only betting the first half, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I am aligned with you on the Ravens, but for lightning bets, I'll go with the Huntley over 165 and a half there. I'll be playing some alt numbers too, like the 200 plus. I just think, uh, again, Pittsburgh pass defense, not that great. If the wind is a factor, you know, it looks like that's a possibility. So definitely check that out. I think over 165 and a half. Good with that. Uh, Giants plus five and a half. They are definitely live to win this game outright. Eagles look up, see that it's 45 to 10 or something. Maybe third, maybe it's not 45 to 10 at halftime, but maybe it's like 28 to seven or something like that. They see the writing on the wall. They pull their stars at halftime. So Giants plus five and a half and like the money line sprinkle there and related Tyrod Taylor over 201 and a half. He topped 300 yards last week. This Eagles pass defense is not very good. And if they're in a comeback situation in the second half, when the Eagles have pulled a lot of their starters, uh, good situation for him over to a one and a half. 
Bears plus three. I do like the correlated Seattle make the playoffs plus 320. Bears win, Seahawks win because that all makes sense. But uh, for Lightning Bets purposes, I'll just play the plus three. But they're definitely live to win that game, despite what Jake says. And Aaron, <laughs> I'm aligned with you. DJ Moore. Love the over 66 and a half. Let's go all 100 plus uh, at a juicy number there as well. So, yeah, I think he has a big game against, as we have all said, this Packers defense stinks. And I'll add a bonus. Justin Fields, he's going to do whether it's auditioning for another team or the Bears, try to stay here in Chicago, whatever it is, over 52 and a half rushing yards. I think he's going to run all over uh, and do whatever he has to do on Sunday. So is the exercise here, like Aaron's doled out about nine bets, if I'm saying that right, or 12, something like that? So I want to say closer to 12 with all the CD Lamb alts. Without that, I think it's at eight. We're at eight, I believe. Okay. (laughs) I'm not parsing anything down. She has 11. I love it. I got six. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I came in today. It's like, I'm going to be aggressive this weekend. When has that ever gone? Yeah, right. But I feel the same week way. Week 18, baby. Yeah, week 18 we get, energy. We only get a hand, you know, few games, you know, <laughs> per weekend. So definitely that's it. So are we are we parsing it down to five? Are we going to tell the graphics department, hey, look, you know, use two-point font. Get it all in there. I'll, uh, you know what, I'll let them. Pick I'm just going to give them the information and let them, yeah. like, if Aaron gets her own card and it's three columns or whatever, you know what, whatever. I trust those people to do their <laughs> Do what they see best. Also, build money line rollover. My... Got to do it. I love all of my bets equally. There is no discrimination here. It will not get down to five. That's fair. I, I love all of my cheeses equally. Although Colby is a little better than the others. Pepper Jack still. That, that's a good. That's a good call there. Uh, Jake, you got any? Yeah, I'm going to do the teaser. I'm going to tease the Ravens and the under or the total and Jets Patriots. And then I'm going to add Paul's to because it was like minus one four. I'm going to add a third. I'm going to add the Bengals to down to one because like nobody's playing for the Browns. Garrett's out and Browning has been fine all week. So I'll roll with that for the teaser. Uh, I am also going to lay it uh, the two and a half with the Bills because I just think they stomp here and maybe they win the division. And then I. I'm going to zag a little bit. I kind of want to take the Broncos on the money line. I kind of think this is a Sean Payton, like, lose over my dead body game. And, like, I feel like Antonio Pierce has the job anyway. Like, I don't think Mark Davis is going to do this again, where the player's like, we want this guy to be our coach. And he's like, nah. And also, like, Antonio Pierce had half a season to audition for the job. And it's not like a three-game sample size. I kind of think Sean Payton's like, I'm going to prove that I can get a winning record with Jared Stidham and it's like lose over my dead body. So I think I'm going to do, yeah, I'll, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'll do it. I'll do Broncos money line outright over the Raiders. I'll say that too. Um, and so the teaser and the bills. And if we think that DJ Moore could go bananas against a bad Packers defense, receiving leader live for the season? Mm. For the no, for the week, for the week. No. Are we doing a Joe Joe thing here? Wow, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. How far is he from this mark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um a billion. I haven't seen those numbers posted, but like that's definitely worth. Yeah, that's just something like I would sure. think about. 
I wonder if we get mm. like a 20, 22, maybe. That, that'd be great. Would very yeah. much love yeah, that. Yeah, something in the middle I think I'd be all right with. De- I mean, because he's Ty- the focus. He's for the, the focal point. By the and way, defense you can Tyrod, two yards short last week at 40 to 1 for passing leader. Oh, Man, wow. Oh, I'm also going to add Boston Scott anytime touchdown. There remember. we go. Oh, yes. yeah. I'll definitely in on that. Just remember that. <laughs> yeah, can't go run a full it back season without it. Yeah, can't. Jake, I thought you said you were trying to be more evil, and yet you just agreed with Paul on Boston Scott. Yeah, that's not e- that's not evil. That's not evil. I, I need yeah. to be more evil, not completely evil. Yeah, and money is better than difference? being evil. What kind is of it? tattoo should I get if I get a tattoo, Jake? Oh, we only have a minute left, and you're dropping us on me. Come on. Okay, Ooh, bye. I Ooh, I got to marinate on this. I want I one know. too. I got to get in the yeah. lab. Come up with oh, mine yeah. too, because I how's want the, one. How's the college football? College football, baseball, baseball lab. Anything? Oh, further? we're cooking. We're cooking with gas, baby. We already. I think we're just gonna run back <laughs> the well with Eastern Carolina because those are my boys, okay. and we have to if we're gonna get a big number. I think it, it pains me to say because I don't like giving Gurch validation, but we might be an Indiana show too. What? What? We might. Wow. Depend, depending on what the number is, we might be an Indiana show. The fighting show. Schwarbers? When do they post right. the numbers? The fighting Gurches. Uh, oh season doesn't goodness. start for a month, so probably not for a couple more weeks. Okay. Fair enough. If you are cooking in the lab, how about a Jesse Pinkman tat for anyone involved? Get obscure. That'll be that'll be false. <laughs> Right. That's <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Have a great weekend, everybody. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center 
rankers and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.